Today on episode number 611, hold on to your hat. We have a cool because of my podcast story, thanks to Jim Harold. And then we're going to get into audio quality and audio formats. Which sounds better, Fraunhofer or Lame? Should I use 64, 128, 32, et cetera, et cetera? Then we're going to talk about Skype calls, how I can save you $20 a month, and how I saved $44 a month and I ended up with faster internet. It's pretty cool. Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005. I am your award-winning podcast coach, Dave Jackson, thanking you so much for tuning in. If you're new to the show, welcome aboard. I'm going to help you massage your message. I'm going to help you face your fears, tackle that technology, and get you going in the right direction when it comes to podcasting. My website is schoolofpodcasting.com. If you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash start and use the coupon code, write this down, it's L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R, better known as listener, that will save you when you sign up for either a month or a yearly subscription. And I always like to start off the show with a because of my podcast story. And today it's from Northeast Ohio's own Jim Harold. You can find him at jimherald.com. He is the paranormal podcast guy. He's been podcasting since, you guessed it, 2005. And if you want to see a guy that has a lot of podcasts, a lot of books, a lot of things going on, and yet his website is well organized, check out jimherald.com and check out what Jim's been up to. Hey, Dave, Jim Harold here, and I have a great because of my podcast story. At least I think it is. If you don't know me, I podcast on the paranormal, and you can find my shows at jimherald.com and everywhere fine podcasts are heard. Been doing that since 2005. But I just made my eighth appearance on a radio program called Coast to Coast AM. And if you don't know what that show is, it is the most popular radio show for overnights in the United States, and it's on over 600 radio stations. Now, do you think I would have had that opportunity to be on two hours speaking to the people who love my kind of content, the supernatural and the paranormal? Do you think I would have had that chance had I not had a podcast? I don't think so. So what are you waiting for? Talk to Dave. You should start your podcast as soon as possible. Don't think about it. Go ahead and do it because you'll have your own because of my podcast story. Thanks, Dave. Thank you, Jim. And you don't have to plug the School of Podcasting. I really appreciate that. But uh, if you can answer that question because of my podcast blank, do what Jim did, record it and send it on over. I deeply, deeply appreciate those. They actually kind of inspire me. And uh, again, you can find Jim over at jimherald.com. And you know what would be really spooky? Not going to podcast movement. I would cry. I would be so afraid. I tell you what, because I would be missing out on having over 2,000 podcasters from around the world to network with. And you're like, well, where is this happening at? It's in Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love, don't you know? July 23rd through the 26th, it's three days of workshops, panels, and parties. And there's going to be over 100 sessions, of which will be myself and Jeff Brown. That's right. I'm speaking at Podcast Movement. And the topics are going to range from the super technical stuff to the equipment and audio production, marketing, monetization, anything you need, it's going to be there. Plus, that's right, but wait, there's more. Over 60 podcast service and equipment providers. I will be there as well at the Lips and Booth. Stop by and say hi. And so whether you're in the market for, I don't know, a microphone or you're trying to figure out which host is better, uh, it's super easy. You can go there. Anyone who matters is going to be 
at Podcast Movement. That again is July 23rd through the 26th in Philadelphia, PA. That will be here sooner than later. Get your tickets now. And when you go to buy your tickets at podcastmovement.com, use the coupon code SOP and you'll get $50 off any level of registration. Again, that's podcastmovement.com, coupon code SOP. Thank you, Podcast Movement, for sponsoring the School of Podcasting. Hey, check it out. I am way over here in your left headphone because today we're going to talk about audio. And one of the things we have to get a grip on is what the heck is stereo? And stereo is when you have sound coming out from the left side, but you can also have things coming out of the right side. And this is typically heard when you do things with like music. So just to get the full stereo sound, let's do this. Left, right, center. Nothing better than two and a half part harmony. So where you can really hear this is in music. So let me, I found some music that I think is very stereo-esque. Now, we're going to go a little crazy with audio today, but not too deep. And so for all you super duper audiophiles, this is going to drive you nuts. But this is when one style of audio that a lot of people use, if you're going to use stereo, is called 128 kilobits per second. And we'll get into what the heck that means in a second. But really all that is, is it is like this. I've got 64 kilobits per second audio in the left channel, and I've got another 64 kilobits per second over here in the right channel. And when you add those up, you get 128 kilobits per second. Now, what you need to know about this is this sort of audio takes up about one megabyte per minute, roughly one megabyte per minute. So if you're going to do an hour long show, that's 60 minutes, and you're going to do it weekly, that's four weeks, that's 60 minutes times four weeks is 240 minutes. We said 128 kilobits per second is one meg per minute. So you're going to need 240 megabytes per month to host your file. Uh, I was afraid of this. Everybody's mind was blown. Yeah, too much jargon, I realize. So I'm going to try to, this is where the audiophile people are going to send me nasty letters, but we're going to try to put this into something that we can all understand. And that is if you've ever had to paint, isn't it fun? All the taping and the, oh, it's, you know, I, I admire people that love to paint. I'm not one of them, but if you've ever done it, uh, we're going to, you, we're going to talk podcasting to painting here. So when you have, first of all, you always want to record in the best possible format you can. So on a PC, that is in a wave format. That pretty much means what you hear is what you get. There's no loss of the audio on a Mac. It's AAC. That's the good news. The bad news is these files are huge, like gigantic. And by that, I mean, they're big. And so what we're going to do then is you take that giant file because you can't send that to your audience. They're going to be like, dude, you took up all the room on my phone. I hate you. So hence enter the world of MP3s. The sound isn't as pristine as it was, but it's also like uh, a tenth of the size of a WAV file, maybe. I don't know, but it's, it's much, much smaller. So we're going to talk about now 
I've got a, a, I have an original painting. I'm going to now draw a new copy of that painting. Let's, let's go at it that way. And we're going to use paint. So if you paint in stereo, it is like painting with two paintbrushes. Now, if you're painting with two paintbrushes, what's going to happen? You're going to use twice as much paint, one for the left side and one for the right side. That's why a stereo file at 128 kilobits per second, you're like, Dave, quit saying that. What is 128 kilobits per second? Here's the thing we need to know about this. The bigger the number, the more paint on your brush. So I think it's GarageBand that, or iTunes that occasionally, the desktop version, of course, because if I was talking about the app, I'd be saying Apple Podcasts. But the desktop version, I believe if you convert audio files there, I believe the default is 192 kilobits per second. Now, going back to the painting analogy, have you ever tried to paint with too much paint on your brush? What happens? It runs. And then you're like, and if you let the run dry, it's a, you're like, oh, it was perfect, except there's this big drippy thing in the middle. So too much paint can be bad. Well, 192 kilobits per second, warning, this is an opinion, is way too much. So now today I'm actually going to export at 192 because I'm going to give you an example of 32 kilobits per second, 64 kilobits per second. 96 and 128. These are going to be very short, but I want you to hear the difference because in the end, it's up to you to vote with your ears. So that number, the kilobits per second, that's how much paint you're putting on your brush. The more paint, of course, we know that especially if you're trying to paint over something, the more paint, the better the coat, the better the coat, the less you have to paint again. And so if you're painting in stereo, you're painting with two brushes, you're using up twice as much paint and in some cases, you don't need that much paint. So, for example, let me play you a that stereo file we played a second. Let me play you that clip again. Now, did you notice anything? My guess is you didn't, unless you got really good ears. The first part of that was in stereo. The second part was in mono. So I'm going to play this again. And when we switch from stereo to mono, I'm going to put a little beep so you know that we switched. Now, how can you tell which one is better? And here's the word that doesn't, one of these things doesn't belong here. The word better does not work here because it's really and I mean really up to you. And what you can do is you can go into your software, whether it be Audition or iTunes or Hindenburg Journalist or whatever you're using, and you can export it as stereo, and then you can export it as mono, and then vote with your ears and pick the one that you like best. Just realize that when you're in stereo, your file is going to be twice as big, and then the bigger the number, the bigger the file. The bigger the file, the more hosting you need. The more hosting you need, the more expensive podcasting becomes. So now let's talk about what does a voice sound like? So this is me being recorded as a wave file right now. And I will say, oh, let's use the good old standard. Mary had a little lamb. Its fleece was white as snow. 
Now, just to prove my point, I'm going to play that file now. Mono. Mary had a little lamb. Its fleece was white as snow. Now, you might be saying to yourself, Dave, that didn't sound a bit different. And that's the whole point of that exercise. There is no difference. There's no stereo separation with a voice. You're listening to me in the middle of your headphones. Now, what I'm going to do is export that same little Mary had a little lamb thing at different bit rates so we can hear what they sound like. Mary had a little lamb. Its fleece was white as snow. And if you're like me saying, Dave, that sounded like crap, you are correct. That is 32 kilobits per second stereo. Now, ooh, you ready for the brain tease? If it's 32 kilobits per second stereo, what is in each speaker? What's in each headphone right now? You got it? 16. Because 32 is 16 in one side and 16 in the other, which means it sounds horrible. And that did. What does 32 kilobits per second sound like in mono? Mary had a little lamb. Its fleece was white as snow. Not bad. Listenable? Yeah. Great? Eh. Kind of the, the upper frequencies where your S's and your T's are a little wonky. Let's listen to what 64, which most of us consider high mono. Because again, 128 kilobits per second is kind of FM stereo CD quality. Now let's listen to, um, what I'll do is I'll play the 32 mono and then I'll have it right followed by the 64 mono so we can hear them back to back. Mary had a little lamb. Its fleece was white as snow. Mary had a little lamb. Its fleece was white as snow. So this sounds better. Why? There's more paint on the brush. So it covers better. It covers the audio frequencies better. So this is why a lot of people, you can get by with producing a file at 64 kilobits per second mono, and it will be fine because technically it is that CD quality, FM stereo quality, but there's no stereo separation. Just for giggles, let's go up one higher. Now we're going to compare 64 mono to 96 kilobits per second mono. Mary had a little lamb. Its fleece was white as snow. Mary had a little lamb. Its fleece was white as snow. Now, I don't know about you. My opinion, I didn't hear a whole lot of difference. There was definitely a difference between 32 and 64, but 64 to 96. Now we're talking about icing. We're talking about, do I need more icing on my cake? No, I think that's listenable without being distracting at all. That's just my personal opinion. So then the question has to be, remember the music we heard earlier? What really takes a beating when you go mono is music because you go from stereo to mono. So let's do that one more time. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Now, if I start talking over that, is it really a big deal that it's not in stereo? That, again, is up to you to decide. Let's kill that. So this is when you can then decide because, again, the bigger the bit rate, the bigger the file, the bigger the file, the more hosting you need from your media host. And, yes, you need a media host. Use the coupon code SOPFREE when you sign up at Libsyn. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N dot com. Full disclosure, I work there. And uh, that's my preferred media host. There are others, Blueberry, B-L-U-B-R-Y.com. Also use the coupon code SOP free to get there. But the bigger your file, the more media host you need, the more media hosting you need, the more money you have to put out. 
So it's up to you. It's a balance between your ears and your wallet, but there's also other considerations. And this is where you have to look at your target market. Cause you might say, but Dave, I think you publish in stereo, don't you? And here's my thought. If you're living someplace where you don't have a lot of bandwidth that it's going to take forever to download my file, you are not my target audience. And you're going to have a hard time creating a podcast without a decent internet connection. We'll talk about that in a second. Now, some of you may say, hey, hold on. I've got poor bandwidth. Don't go peeing in my Cheerios. Well, that, that's my thought, at least. And my shows aren't six hours long. They don't take up a huge amount of space. And sometimes I actually still do publish them at 64 kilobits per second mono if it's extra long. Now, there's one other thing. And remember how we say the answer in podcasting is it depends. There is no one size fits all. Can you say that with me? There is no one size fits all. And when somebody tells you something, please consider the source. And I mean, consider it coming from me. Because I have another reason why I podcast in stereo. I have an online streaming channel. I use a service called Abovecast. I spend $12 a month. I get maybe, I haven't looked in a long time, not very many listeners on this. This is something that's in, just like there are podcast directories, there are also streaming channel directories, not nearly as popular as podcasting. but. I'll put out the 12 bucks for that. And the way I have my channel set up, it wants, you guessed it, 128 kilobits per second stereo. So that's the other reason I do it because otherwise I got to convert the file again. So my target audience, I think has the bandwidth to handle it. I think they have enough space on their phone. If I was doing a show for moms, though, if I was doing a show for moms, I would definitely do it at 64 kilobits per second mono. Why? Because mom's phones are full of pictures and movies. Just something to think about. There is no wrong answer here. It's really up to you. So the final part of this, and then we're going to get into more fun things with the internet, is when you go to figure out how much space you need, we said you need to know how many episodes you're putting out a month, how many minutes those episodes are going to be, and then your bit rate, because we said, here's the thing, 64 kilobits per second mono which is just a little bit of, it's one brush with a, a decent amount of paint on it is a half a meg a minute. So if I was doing a 20 minute podcast, it would be 10 megs. If I was doing that once a week, I would need 40 megs. So there's that. If it's 128 kilobits per second stereo, remember that's the same thing as 64 mono, except now you have a left and right channel. So your music's gonna sound better. That is double the size one meg, and these are roughly, don't hold me, roughly one meg per minute. So if I was doing a 20 minute podcast, a 20 minute podcast would take 20 megs of space times that by once a week, that's 80 megs of space. So now I'm probably more into the $15 range of media hosting versus the $5 or $7 range. And then the more minutes you do, the more episodes you do, it just adds up. So I just wanted to let you hear that. But now, now, ooh, the final, we're going to pop a myth here. I've been exporting these in Hindenburg Journalist. And you may not know this. I didn't really know this until a while ago when I looked it up. Hindenburg Journalist uses the lame encoder. And the official MP3 encoder is from Hassenpepper. 
Haas, no, that's Bugs Bunny. Uh, Dusseldorfer, some, it's something very German sounding. I will look it up here in a second when I go into iTunes. But I'm now going to take a WAV file that Mary had a little lamb, and I'm going to convert it to 64 mono using lame encoder, which we've kind of already heard, and one using the one in iTunes. And we're going to see if there's any difference. Mary had a little lamb. Its fleece was white as snow. Mary had a little lamb. Its fleece was white as snow. For me, there's not a giant difference. One more time. Mary had a little lamb. Its fleece was white as snow. Mary had a little lamb. Its fleece was white as snow. Now think about listening to this in the car. Think about listening to this at the gym, walking the dog. Think about listening to this, not like I am in a quiet room with my headphones smashed into my head because I'm really, I'm like, okay, now for the record, the first one was the Fraunhofer. It's not Hassenpepper. Bring me my Hassenpepper. Fraunhofer. I couldn't remember that. The second one was the lame. And listening to it four times, I finally went, yeah, the lame is a little just like if you could put your fingers up, it's that much worse in the upper end. Barely. But this is the thing that people obsess over. And that drives me bonkers that we're like, we're sitting in a room, smashing our headphones in, listening to the thing. Nobody's listening to your stuff five times going, wait a minute. Did he say rents or rent? No, nobody's caring about that. So my point here is, Really, all you have to decide, in my opinion, if somebody asked me as a podcast consultant, Dave, what should I export as? I go here. It's really easy. Go in, record your file, recording everything as a WAV file, an AAC file if you're on a Mac, so you can get the best quality recorded. Now that when everything's ready and all your music's in place, everything else, export that once as a 64 kilobits per second mono file, then go right back in and name it something like, Episode one, mono 64. Then go right back to that same software. Everything's still in place. Go file, export, uh, episode one, 128 stereo. And go back and listen. And then again, you have to do the math. How many times am I going to publish? How long is my episode going to be? How much hosting do I need based on whether it's mono or stereo? And then look at your wallet. It's really that simple. But I wanted you to hear the difference because there is a difference. Definitely when you get down to 32, 32 is not good. In my opinion, that's like, eh, it's a little, oh, I don't want to be mean, but there are other media hosts that use things with the phone that sound pretty horrible. And that's what it kind of sounded like to me. So for me, 64 or 128. And again, that is just my opinion. I just, I see people all the time. They'll upload a file, not at 128, not at 192, 256 kilobits, double the high. They'll upload it to their media host and go, Hey, why am I out of space already? Because you're using a, you're using twice as much paint as you need. And it's not really, it's not benefiting the wall you're painting on anymore. In fact, you're kind of running. You, you have runs in your paint now. And all it's doing is taking longer to download and taking up more space on people's phone. This next topic came to me and I was like, well, that's a really good point from my buddy, Troy Heinrichs. You can find his podcast, The Blacklist Exposed at, you guessed it, theblacklistexposed.com. Shockingly enough, The Blacklist Exposed is about the TV show 
the blacklist. See how that works? He's smart like that. And then he and my buddy Wayne Henderson do the Packers fan podcast, which you guessed it is about the Packers. And he sent me a note and I was like, you know, this really makes a lot of sense. And I'm playing with Squadcast right now and there's there's Ringer, there's Zencaster. I've yet to play with Discord. I know a lot of gamers use that. And he made a great point. And I'm just going to paraphrase a uh, his email. If you have crappy internet, none of these is going to work. It's not. And let me let me tell you a little story about a man named Jed. Well, first of all, let's go back a second. Let's talk about Skype. I use Skype, and I'm one of these weird people. I re- I rarely have a problem with Skype. I have one example of somebody who email. I was doing an interview. They were interviewing me, and they said, "Look." I live in Africa. I have crappy internet. It's going to drop about six or seven times. I will call you right back. We'll pick up where we left off. And we did. He did. He fixed it in the edit and everything was fine. And so I went over to Skype and I'm like, what requirements do you need on your PC? And on the PC, you need at least one gigahertz, it said, with 512 megabytes. Uh, And it's basically, I always tell people, when I used to teach software, I used to teach a lot of Microsoft Word and Excel and QuickBooks and things like that. And we used to laugh when they would come out with a new version of the software with their recommended hardware, because it was always like, okay, you need to like triple that. I'll give you an example. Zencaster on their website states, you need at least 1.5 down, but then they say, but really it would be cool if you had five. That is your typical, like, well, you can, you can, you know, on a Mac with Skype, eh, you need at least one gigahertz, which probably means, again, about two or three uh, core two duo and at least one gig of RAM, which means, again, about three. And then how much bandwidth does Skype need? Now, if you go out to the website at schoolofpodcasting.com 611, you'll see a screenshot I took. And again, I laugh when I see this. They say the minimum download upload speed is 30 kilobits per second. And it says recommended download upload speed, 100 kilobits per second, which is kind of, I went, can I tell you something? We're going to get into talking about cable today. I I live in Akron, Ohio. I had Time Warner Cable. They got bought by Spectrum. I cannot go to their website and find different internet packages. The cable company needs to realize they need to make things easy. We want a la carte and we want to look at a page and go, how much is that? And what do I get? They do not do that. But anyway, I did see for $29 a month, as long as I bundle it with a bunch of other crap I don't want, I could get a hundred kilobits per second uh, up or down. And they have other things there. Now, if you have multiple people, right? If you have more people, and especially if you're doing video, you're doing a video and you're doing that now that goes from 30 up to 128. And in reality, again, probably 300, which is pretty fast internet. And so again, I I went over, I just did a quick speed test and I believe it was speedtest.net. He said, looking at his website. Yeah. And right now I have 162 down megabytes per second and 23.78 up. And I might get a new modem because I just, well, here's what I did. I, uh, I just saved myself 44 bucks a month. And before I get off of Troy's point here, so I have okay internet. 
And I realize not everybody does. Please don't call that white privilege. <laughs> I don't know. I am sorry. I have the internet, but I do. And I don't golf. I don't bowl. And that is my main hobby. So I spend, well, we'll get into what do I spend here in a minute. But um, here's the thing. What about, so let's say I'm having a problem with Skype. So I try Squadcast. I try Zencaster. I try TriCast. I try, there's a billion of these things now. And if I'm getting an audio glitch on Skype, there's a good chance maybe that when I'm connected to my guest, I'm still going to hear a glitch. Now, the fun part of things like Squadcast.fm and Zencaster is in theory, they don't record the glitch because they're recording locally. So they're recording your side of the conversation on your computer, your guest side of the conversation on their computer. So I get that. But again, Zencaster states you need at least 1.5 down. They recommended five megabytes per second. And so to kind of tie this in with a story, that sometimes you're just going to have to change something, or in some cases, you are out of luck. So I, I saw my cable bill came in the other day, and it was over $200. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had had HBO, Showtime, and those were free for a year, and they bundled it in. It was the triple play. It was the phone, which has been sitting on the floor gathering dust, it was my internet and the TV and I had a decent TV package and I had a DVR and all this other stuff. Well, I'm like, no, 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 I don't watch enough TV. I watch the profit. I watch shark tank. I cry every Tuesday when I watch this is us. And that's about it. I tape Jimmy Fallon and I watch him in the morning while I'm eating my breakfast. But other than that, and, and really I, I don't need that bar rescue is another show that I like. So I, uh, I tried, I heard of these people's like, oh man, just get a free antenna. If all you want is the local channels, just get a, a HD antenna, HD TV antenna. So when I lived in Cleveland, where I could almost see where the TV was coming from, I had one of these things and I still could not get, and all I wanted was the four major networks here in the US, NBC, ABC, CBS, and Fox. And, uh, and then any kind of local channels where they play, you know, like one, we just called it the dead channel because everybody, it was like old black and white stuff. It was like, here's more dead people. I see dead people. And, uh, it, so I'm in Cleveland and I cannot pick up all the channels. So now I've moved 50 miles, 60 miles, maybe South from Cleveland. And, uh, I went to the Walmart, bought this, uh, it was pretty cool. This little like tube that according to the box picked up. TV signals in every kind of direction there is. And as long as I stood by the window and held it about 12 feet in the air, it picked up almost everything. It was just kind of inconvenient if I wanted to take a shower or I don't know, do something else. So I was somewhat like, Oh, maybe there's hope for this. So I went back to Walmart and uh, took it back, went to Amazon, bought this one that said, look, 80 mile radius. And I'm like, Hey, that's me. Uh, put it by the window, did the thing, picked up seven channels. Now, the great thing about this, by the way, the seven channels that you're going to get are all about like home shopping, uh, something else shopping, blah, 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 Jesus, more Jesus. In some cases, selling Jesus, 
or Jesus I, shopping with Jesus. I don't know, but it was all the channels. You're like, nope, nope, nope. You know? And, uh, so I was not, and not, I have nothing. I'm actually a fan of Jesus. The one of the things I'm going to ask him when I get to heaven is like, dude, what was up with letting people with purple hair who point at the sky when they sing represent you? Like, what is up with that? But anyway, so I was like, all right, that didn't work either. And it just, it come to me. I talked to my brother because I know for a while he was like, yeah, I've tried like five of those things. None of them will let you get the four major networks. We just, if I lived in a metropolitan area, maybe, but I'm in the suburbs-ish. And so here's what's interesting. You want to start a podcast, or I bet there's about 80 million podcasts about this. I know there's a bunch of YouTube stuff. I, I totally went down this rabbit hole. And uh, so Michael Delaney heard me go down the rabbit hole from Baby Mountain Radio, which is actually a show about caregiving for dementia. Links out in the show notes, of course. And he let me know about Silicon Dust. This is a company that makes HD Home Run which is only 66 bucks. And what's cool is you plug this thing in and you can like take your HD antenna and stream it to any device. And, and in some cases, multiple, multiple devices. Well, that's cool, except for one thing. It starts with an HD antenna and we just, we've been there, done that. Dave can't get all the channels he wants. So even though that's a really cool product and you can actually have a DVR for about, you can have like a recording of stuff for like 35 bucks a year. And for Michael, he's like, I love this thing. So I think if you're in the right spot, you got it going on. Uh, Stargate Pioneer. And I, I just mentioned this. I mean, I literally, this episode hasn't even been published yet. Stargate Pioneer. You might know him from Better Podcasting, or he also does the uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast over at the Gunna Geek Network. He told me about Tableau, which is this cool Wi-Fi uh, kind of DVR thing. It's, I think, close to 200 bucks, and it works great with, you guessed it, an HDTV antenna. And so, now they do make, uh, I watched some guy on YouTube, Modern Dad, somebody like that, and he explained how he's doing all sorts of cool stuff. If you have an outdoor HDTV antenna, but I don't, I live in an apartment. I can't, like, go pound one on the roof here. I might, but at any rate, uh, here's the thing. In the same way that there are people that are going from Skype to TriCast to Squadcast to Zencast, if you have crappy internet, you have crappy internet. And I don't really think that's going to, it's like saying, hey, my bed is too short. Can you give me a new blanket? Okay, here, use the red blanket. Up, oh, my bed's still short. All right, give me the blue blanket. It's not going to fix the problem. So here's what I did. And how I ended up with faster internet and I saved myself 44 bucks a month. Again, my bill was 200 bucks. And so I kind of was like, no, nah, I don't think so. Well, that got my bill down to 176. And I'm like, I still don't think so. And uh, I contacted my cable company, which was formerly Time Warner Cable. They got purchased by Spectrum and found out that while I was on the fastest internet for Time Warner Cable, now that they were Spectrum, I was not on the fastest internet. And I'm like, whoa, 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 what's up with that? I need me some fast internet. So I I said, here's what I, and they're, they're throwing bundles at me. And I'm like, look, I don't want a phone. I really don't want a phone. I don't want to, look, this is what I want. Tell me how much it is for the fastest internet you have and for the smallest TV package you have. And they're like 110 bucks. I go, done. That's what I'm looking for. It's like 300 megs, uh, I think is the fastest they have. 
And uh, I, like I said, I might need to buy a new modem if I'm going to really get up to 300. But I downloaded that, and it's a much faster internet. I was using Squadcast, and um, I interviewed JJ Virgin. And when it was done, I used to kind of watch the progress bar. And again, it's not a Squadcast thing. I was watching the progress bars that uploaded to Squad. Now I was like, all right, and the call is done, and it was done. That was cool. So originally, you know, it was over $200. I was down to 106. Now I'm down to 109. But uh, their basic, basic free cable thing, A, did not have a DVR. Well, you know, as podcasters, we love to time shift. And so I was like, all right. And plus, the, the again, the TV selection was like, I finally had, you know, the four main channels and MASH. That was it. And then, of course, uh, you know, Jesus and the Shopping Network, which I believe was the band back in the 70s. Ladies and gentlemen, Jesus and the Shopping Network coming to the show right now. All right. So anyway, and then later Jesus went solo and he, he just dropped the Shopping Network. So um, depending on, uh, never mind, we'll just get off that subject anyway. So now I looked at, uh, and this is what's going to be really interesting to watch in the future because this is slowly, uh, I don't have a PlayStation. I kind of looked at PlayStation as an option. YouTube Live, I believe is what they're calling it now. I looked at them and you could use your uh, Chromecast. And, um, but I'm a big Amazon guy. I have a Fire TV. I looked at Sling. I looked at Hulu. And uh, I still like the the uh, the thing that Michael told me about, the uh, Silicon Dust thing. I might call them and say, look, because here's the thing that's stupid about them. Um. These people sell these things that stream what comes from an antenna, but they don't sell the antenna. How dumb is that? So anyway, I looked at YouTube Live. I looked at Sling. I looked at Hulu. I already had Hulu. And to make a long story short, because I realize you're like going, Dave, this has nothing to do with podcasting. Um, I did YouTube, YouTube. I did Hulu Live, which adds a whole bunch of channels for 44 bucks. So now my cable is 153 but uh, come Monday, I'm cutting my basic cable. So I'm basically cutting all of it down and that's going to end up uh, to 133. So I went from 176 to 133. And so far, it's okay. It takes a little bit for Hulu to figure out that you're now this live streaming dude. It's a little clunky, but again, I don't watch a lot of TV. I really don't. And so my point here is, again, going back to Troy's original point, is if you have crappy internet, and this does not mean you need a gazillion megabytes up, but if you're going to be doing Skype calls, you might need something more than you have now. So instead of spending $20 on, and I'm sorry, Squadcast, and I'm sorry, Zencaster, but instead of spending $20 on these guys, why not see what is better at your cable company. There might be a way that you can spend that $20 and just get faster internet. Then you don't need Squadcast and Zencaster because I'm going to demonstrate this. You can actually, if you want a, you know, somebody in, in a split track where you get separate tracks for each one, I'm going to show you how to do this. Now I'm using a mixer right now. My microphone is plugged into one channel and my computer is plugged into the other one. And what I can do is pan this so that I am going to be all the way left and the caller 
And if you, this is another thing, if you ever want to test your Skype, you can do that. It's super duper easy. So I'm going to do this live. So here I am. I'm in, I'm in both speakers and now I'm going to go all the way over here to the left channel. And there is a woman called Echo, just E-C-H-O. And you'll see where it says Echo Sound Testing Service. And she's from Britain, right? So I'm going to give her a, a call here. Give her a little chin wag. Hello. Uh, Welcome to Skype Hello, Court Testing Roy. Service. After the beep, now she's please in the right record channel. a message. Afterwards, your message will be played So I'm going to talk to over you. her here. And this is me testing my microphone. Hello. Right, you. Cup of tea. Chin wag. All that kind of stuff. Pip, pip. Governor. This is me testing my microphone. Hello, right you, cup of tea, chin wag, all that kind of stuff, pip, pip. And I'm going to, okay, now I'm going to talk if over If you are her. able to hear your own voice, so then that you have this is an example correctly. of why you would want if to have this message, people in separate channels voice, so that I can cut me out audio here. Recording settings. Please check your microphone and microphone settings right. or visit Skype.com for more help. Thank you for using the Skype call testing service. Goodbye. And you can call her as many times mm. as you want. And again, in Skype, just search for the user Echo, E-C-H-O, and you'll see your Echo Skype testing service. And I mentioned how I was going to talk over her so I could do that. So here's the fun part. I now have that track. I can go into Audacity and split that track. And when I'm talking over her, I can now just mute me and then export that as mono. So let me do just a quick second of this just to show you what I'm talking about. Okay, now I'm going to talk if over her. If you are her able to hear your own voice, so then that you have configured this is an example correctly. of why you would want if to have this message, people in separate channels. Now in Audacity, you can say split that track into with where it's one file, but split left and right of that file. You can also do this in Hindenburg Journalist Pro and say, look, split that into two separate checks, tracks so it sounds like this. Okay, now I'm going to talk if over you are her. Able to hear your own voice, so that you have this is an example correctly. of why you would want if to have message, people in separate channels. And now I simply take me out and we're left with this. If you are able to hear your own voice, then you have configured Skype correctly. If you hear this message, but not your own voice. So if you have a mixer and a portable recorder or something to record into, you can basically pan you all the way left and somebody else all the way right and save yourself 20 bucks. Again, my sorry to my friends at Zencaster and Squadcast, but if that's really the goal, you can do that and save yourself 20 bucks. Now, a couple other quick things here on sounding good. Number one, I want to give a shout out to my buddy Kim from Toastmasters101.net. She gave me this tip, and that is what if somebody doesn't have great internet? Or what if they don't have a great microphone? This would be a better example of that. What if somebody doesn't have a good microphone? They're going to use their built-in microphone. Ugh. What you can do, and I'm going to add in my spin to this. Her spin is have them use Skype on their phone. That's a great suggestion. I say let's take that one point further, and this is where I think this is cool. You can make a Skype account for free. You just need a free email. So go to Gmail and make up Dave's fake email at gmail.com. Go over to Skype and sign up for a free Skype account. And then all you have to do is say, hey, can you install an app? And they're like, yeah, I know how to install an app. I'm like, okay, good. Install Skype. Are you on Wi-Fi at the moment? Yes, I'm on Wi-Fi. Okay, install Skype on your phone. 
and just log in with Dave's fake email at gmail.com. The password is don't forget the password. And they go, okay, got it. Don't forget the password. Type that in and I will call you in two seconds. So you're recording on your end. They're calling on their phone, which actually sounds pretty decent using your login name and password. And when it's over, just have them delete the app. I really, really doubt they're going to remember your login name and password. And if they do, well, shame on them. But it doesn't really matter. There's no credit card information, I believe, with that. It's a free account. So that's another thing. Now, the other thing you want to do is mic technique. And that is you want to avoid popping peas. And so right now I'm talking directly into the microphone. I'm using a uh, Electrovoice RE320. And if I say something like peanut butter, yeah, that was pretty bad. And I'm trying really hard to make plosives. So those are awful. And uh, you want to pop filter. So what you actually want to do, here's an easy way to remember this. And I'm going to move my mic here. I'm pointing the microphone at the corner of my mouth. I'm not talking directly into it. So if the microphone is 12 o'clock, I'm looking at basically two o'clock. And this is pointed at the corner of my mouth. Now, the other thing you want to do is make sure you understand how to use your equipment. And right now I'm going to say the dreaded words. That's right. You heard it. Blue Yeti. So this is me on a poorly placed Blue Yeti. Hear all the room noise? Yay! So there are a couple settings here. And what you want to do is, uh, here is one I think that's picking up the front. Hello, this is me in the front. And this is me in the back. Hello, can you hear me? I don't know why I'm talking in a British accent. Listen to all the popping peas. Isn't that a little bit annoying? I think so. Uh, this one, yeah, I think just picks in the front. So this is the setting you want with a Blue Yeti where you want things in the front. But also notice this, if I touch anything on my desk, this is why this microphone isn't, so if I had this in a stand where it wasn't connected to the desk, it might not be bad. My buddy, Rob Walsh, who is the vice president of podcast relations at uh, Libsyn, uses one of these, sounds great. So does Ravi from Subscribe Me. It's not a horrible microphone, not my favorite, but you have to know how to use this. So right now I'm not using a pop filter, which is really unheard of. So just just be careful with this. If you're going to buy one, I don't recommend them unless I, I just think they're better things because it's it's they're kind of a pain in the butt to get in a stand. They're kind of a pain in the butt to get a, a pop filter, depending on, you know, if you want to get the specialized one just for the Blue Yeti. I recommend the Audio-Technica ATR2100, but this is an example of not great sounding. If we go back to the original one where I've got it picking up everybody and I've got the gain cranked up and yeah. And now if I tap the desk, yeah, bad audio. All right. And as we, uh, now again, that was, um, I was surprised though. Hmm, I think that's my lamp. I'm not sure what that thing is picking up. Did have one other tip for making you sound good today. Cause we're talking about audio quality, helping you pick that. And this has nothing to do about kilobits per second. My buddy and I, Eric K. Johnson, you might know him as the podcast talent coach or podcasttalentcoach.com. We do a show called Podcast Review Show, where we basically, you give us an episode and we go over and we look over every rock. We go through it with a fine tooth comb. And we were, uh, if you go over Monday, you'll hear us review a show called A Modeler's Life. It's about male railroad, male railroads. It's about uh, model railroads, both female and male railroads. And uh, the one of the, the tips we had for the person was he didn't really set up the show. And so they just kind of started in 
And I was making all my notes like, wow, they're, they're really taking a lot of tangents. They're not just talking about mail. Um, why do I want to keep saying mail railroads, model railroads? And I was really like, wow, this is, this is not a great podcast. And then I went back and I read their description in Apple Podcasts. And it says, talking to people about model railroading and the lives of those that like the hobby or something of that nature. And I went, oh, so an easy way to make your stuff sound better is to let people know what to expect. Because I can see people tuning into this episode going, I don't know, I tuned in to hear about podcasting and the guy started talking about cutting the cord. Well, okay, that was about how to save money and the fact that it doesn't make any sense if you don't have an in, a good internet connection and you're trying to interview four people over Skype. It's not going to work. But you want to frame your podcast so that people know what to expect. And then check this out. When you give them what they expect, they're like, wow, that was really cool. So that's my last little tip. How do you make yourself sound good? Let people know what's coming and then give them what you told them you were going to give them and they will appreciate it. Because if you tell them, what's coming and they tune out, they like that too, because you just save them 20 minutes. So these are the kind of tips and the strategies and things like that, that you will find at the school of podcasting.com. I realize we got kind of technical today, but I, I built this episode on feedback that I get from people at Libsyn. I, I do tech support at Libsyn.com. Libsyn is L-I-B-S-Y-N.com. Use the coupon code SOP free. And a lot of times they don't know how much storage do I need and they don't understand kilobits per second and things like that. So I will have a video as well out at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 611. And remember, the bigger the number, the bigger the file. Think of it like adding more paint on your brush. And the more paint, right, the better it covers. But if you get too much paint, well, it's just a waste of paint. And in the same way, having too high a bit rate is just going to cost you money in the long run. So Thank you so much for tuning in. If you'd like to work with me, it's really easy. Go over to schoolofpodcasting.com slash work with me and we can do one-on-one -on -one consulting. You can sign up at the School of Podcasting using the coupon code LISTENER, all sorts of ways. You can contact me there. Everything you need, schoolofpodcasting.com. Thanks so much for tuning in. And until next week, class is dismissed. can find him at theblacklistexposed.com. He also does the Packers fan podcast with my buddy. Uh-huh. My buddy, Wayne Henderson. Oh, total brain fart. <laughs>